0: For banks, the, the risk to lend and extend credit to households and businesses mm-hmm. is because they can make more money in the long term than they can in the, in the short term. Right. But that's all messed up right now. This inversion is throwing that all off. And now mm-hmm. banks are going to pull back because if I can't lend enough loans out, mm-hmm. let, get enough, enough higher interest rate loans out to cover my cost of funds, that's not a profitable business model. Right. So banks are going to pull back and wait because they have a cost of funds they're going to try to keep down and loans are going to try to keep in their portfolio mm-hmm. and they're going to wait till rates stabilize a little bit and then you're going to see some action pick up but for people who need money yeah homes businesses whatever you're whatever you're into your needs are right this is going to be a very interesting time because you're going to see banks
1: pull back a significant amount in their lending activity because there's this turmoil this unrest not only that in the too treasuries. with the with the where the rates are at i don't know how many businesses are going to be investing and in trying to grow right now right
0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. Relax your mind and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Saeed and I had a mind-blowing revelation from the last show to this show. We don't have to tell you what show you're listening to. You click the podcast? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you found exactly. it. You subscribe. Yeah, you should know by now. You heard the intro. Right. Unless you skipped it and you're a terrible human being. Right. Yeah, don't do that. So, as you know, you know who we are. Yes.
1: But we still need you to... Subscribe, whether that's <laughs> listening on Apple or on Spotify. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you to leave an honest five-star review, but if you happen to do so, thank you. All right. So, there's a lot to cover in
0: not a lot of articles. So there's not going to be a lot of links for this episode, I think. I think this is more about kind of bigger perspective. Yes. And actually, I'm going to take a pivot. We talked about the show. We normally structure what we to talk the, about.
1: Unlike the Fed. It's an audible. Yeah. Oh, yeah we're we'll yeah. calling an audible. Okay. Unlike the Fed. Yeah.
0: I heard a lot of people talking recently, and I've seen a lot of articles come out from really famous economists and stuff that, that has... I keep, I, guess, I keep saying and stuff recently. It's my new and, catchphrase. And, and stuff. And stuff that, is, that has really been pointing in way different directions. And there's a lot of rhetoric being thrown around. So I want to give everybody kind of some guidelines as to how they should think about the economy. So, in my mind, 15% of an adjustment, whether that's in the housing market, the stock market, that's a correction. Yes. Okay.
1: 20% or more,
0: that's different.
1: Generally speaking,
0: right? Now, do you know what that's called? What? 20% or more?
1: What they call it? They call it a collapse. Eh,
0: collapse. A crash. a crash. There's lots yeah. of different versions of it, but certainly more than a correction. Right. So, maybe an adjustment. Right. But 45% or more has only happened in three different economies. Okay. It's only happened three times, right? But if you look at what Jamie Dimon's been saying, we were already down about 20, 25% in the market when Jamie Dimon came out recently and said, hey, um, I think there's 20% more to go. Yep. So he's really calling for that once in a blue moon or a very rare set of circumstances only happened three times in the past. I can't remember the third off the top of my head, but you had the Great Depression, you had the Great Recession, mm-hmm. and there was another one in between where we saw the similar, similar dip. Okay, Maybe it was the fintech bubble burst. I'm not sure if it was. But, um, and I think people always think when we say these words and we say these things that that always means the stock market goes down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's actually not true, especially during recessions. The stock market doesn't always go down in recessionary economies. Right. So for people who think, oh my God, we're in a recession right now, but the stock market's not you know, going down like crazy, it, it's still okay. There's plenty of recessionary economies where the stock market didn't go down at all. Right. It actually went up. Mm-hmm. So for people to think that, that so much of these things are absolutely intertwined, I think is a bit of a fallacy. And what I'll tell you is bear markets like we're in now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you've got a 33 percent. Well, let me let me phrase it differently. Bear markets typically last about hmm, 360, about, a little over a year okay so
1: i was gonna i was gonna say 18 months but okay a
0: little over years on, on average right. how much that lasts so for the market that we're in to be a bear market and we know that started at least in the last couple of months
1: officially mm-hmm. we got some time to go we have some time to go yeah and uh, this inflation problem is i think much stickier than what people want to believe it is
0: i don't really know well and that's the thing too so even if inflation has peaked and it's on its way down I don't want people to get that false sense of optimism that we talked about on previous shows, but I certainly don't want think, people to think the hard times are over with.
1: No, no. It's,
0: no, no. So we, we got a long way to go as far as correcting the overall economy and getting things back on track. And that leads us into our first article. Yep. So from Barron's title is, did Bullard undershoot? Steve economists say federal funds rate may need to go to 8% or even 9%. Yeah,
1: I'd called bullshit right away. Go I'm ahead. Calling, I'm calling BS right away, right? Why? So we remember we've talked about it on previous episodes, but as a re- as a refresher, in the late 70s when inflation hit 11% and Volcker raised interest rates up to 20%, right? He was able to lower that inflation rate to 5% because at the time our national debt level was around 908 billion dollars. Okay? Why that why is that important? Right? He's able to raise interest rates so high for such a short period of time because you can cover that debt, right? And the government can cover their own debt payments. Government can government can cover their own debt payments. So, for reference, we've talked about it on previous episodes. Last year, the government collected four trillion dollars. Right, two trillion came from like personal tax returns, another trillion came from Social Security, Medicare uh, taxes, and then around three hundred fifty billion for corporate taxes. Right, and then so on and forth. Right. Go down that list, you keep raising the interest rates the gd the debt to GDP ratio in 1980 was thirty two percent today it's over hundred and thirty percent damn that don't sound good that's not good no you, you you can't withstand this long period right well I mean so let's read the quote from the article mm-hmm. and then we can get into and then a we can counter get, argument we can get into we can get into numbers too on why like what that what those debt payments actually look like versus how much they're actually bringing in. You don't think they're gonna get that from the
0: IRS with their new newly new enforcement group that's you know eighty billion dollars going into? No,
1: no, 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 no.
0: You're in, not gonna tax your ass. No, no,
1: no. not me. I don't make that much.
0: They got a $213 late filing fee for me this week. <laughs> I'm very unhappy about it. Because you know you can't, you can't go, you can't get a letter from the IRS and be like, you know what? I'm gonna dispute this. Yeah, no. You don't want the audit. No. So you go, I'm gonna pay this and I'm gonna do it with a smile on my face. Yeah, yeah, right away. Fuck me. I apologize. Yes, sir. I'm so sorry. Yes, sir. Straight to jail. Right away. Right to jail. Lose my next turn. <laughs> yeah. Undercooked chicken. <laughs> Straight to jail.
1: Overcooked fish. Yeah,
0: straight to jail. <laughs> exactly. Undercook, overcook.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, in a presentation made on Thursday in Louisville, Kentucky, St. Louis Fed President James Bullard estimated that a five to seven percent target rate for Fed funds rate was what was needed to move borrowing costs into a zone sufficient to slow economic growth and produce a meaningful decline in inflation. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on meaningful, because what we've seen so far has certainly not been that. Right. In the wake of those estimates on Thursday, U.S. stocks suffered their first back to back losses in two weeks. The ICE US dollar index and treasury yields spiked. And many parts of the Treasury curve uh, flashed worse. Worse this Worse Many parts of the Treasury curve flashed worrisome signs about the economic outlook. It's not my fault. That word is Come on, terrible man. to read. You, you put it on there. I Don't, know. You think I would? I yeah. would actually practice this. Yeah, shit. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, not good. So this shot me down a whole path of. Let's play a hypothetical what if game, right? Right. Let's say he's
1: right. Let's say that's where you need to go from a Fed target rate. But you can't. That's the problem. I can't. You can't no, even you're, go down you're, the hypothetical. You're
0: saying he he can't because the government can't support their payments in the system of crack. But you sound a lot like those dudes who are like, oh, you can't
1: raise Fed funds." No, no, I'm saying, I'm I'm saying, no, it's it's physically impossible, because for every percentage point they increase it, think about it. We we have 32 trillion dollars in debt. For every percentage point that goes up, that's an additional 320 billion dollars. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our current math, our our current, (laughs) yeah, we do the math. So our current payments now are at 1.5 trillion dollars. We're We're bringing in four trillion dollars a year that's 32 percent okay so thirty-two percent of over bringing in is going to payments you, and then that's just what it is now the target rate's going to be what five percent mm-hmm. so where's it going to get that's another how many more times over is that
0: well technically yeah the target rates are range but let,
1: let's say it goes up another two percent yeah you don't think you don't think they can handle it no i mean not they, not, they can't withstand that long term no that's why that's that's why it goes back to what we were saying how this is going to be a long, drawn-out process. Volcker was able to fix this thing in two years. We, we we, don't have that flexibility. So you're talking like a multi-year recessionary economy? Yes. Bro,
0: why are you so negative? I'm just being honest. Is this because we should do the no. show earlier than normal? <laughs> <you're upset> about <laughs> no, it? no, no, about no. It? This is facts. Eh, no feelings. Know. There's a lot of people out there right now who are looking at the, the numbers and saying, you know what, we're, we're not going to be in a recession. We're going to be in some kind of light, moderate space. It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. So you're saying those people are all assholes? I'm, what I'm saying is... Here's here's a bold prediction hot take. We didn't talk about this.
0: Why do you keep making these predictions without talking to me? Yeah, because I want to get your live reaction. I'm trying to... I want,
1: I, this, this is how you get my the laureate. React- yeah. this, this is how you get oh, the laureate. Don't, don't rub it in my face. <laughs> don't rub it in my face, you're a you contender. Get, yeah, yeah, long, yeah. Long range. Here you know we go. <laughs> long range. They're going to change their uh, target inflation rate. It ain't going to be 2%. To what? I think it's going to be somewhere 3 to 4%. And they're just like, fuck it, yachts. Yeah, no. Not fuck it. Like, we can't. Sorry. It's not it's not possible. Mm. That's gonna but we won't find out the answer to this until a year from now, maybe even two years from now. Oh, so like when you're on the stage. <laughs> when I'm collecting the award.
0: When you're collecting the award for <laughs> <laughs> listen, I know Mr. Bernanke's in here somewhere. Suck it, Bernanke. Yeah, what, like, no,
1: no, no, yeah. no, Bernanke, can I come sit at your dinner table now? Come on. great minds. great minds.
0: <laughs> Arrogant educated people. This is what happens. All right, well, I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about one of the main indicators that I've been looking at for a long time, uh, Saeed's weight. Yes. Uh, it is It is getting <laughs> ballooned out of control. Well, come on,
1: what? It's disproportionate. Your this, ass is the, big, but no, your top is not. No, no, that's called deadlifting. You that's should, not right. Yes, it is. You, Come on, Come on, and hip thrusts. You don't want wide shoulders to all, match the booty. All the hip thrusts.
0: Every girl in the gym is trying to get shoulders that match the booty. Yeah, no, I want you're, that. You're not trying to do that. I just want all booty so big it makes everyone uncomfortable. You like dude who goes to the gym and like lifts like heavy up top and no legs? No, I'm the opposite. You are the opposite. I'm yeah, all legs and fur. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, an inverted yield curve has always long been a sign of a recessionary economy. It usually means that one is on the horizon, but I thought that talking about the yield curve inversion a little more detail might help people mm-hmm. so yield curve inversions typically lead recessions by about 12 to 18 months and we're not even a full 12 months into the current yield curve inversion which I think happened I don't want to say in February or March let's go back and look at it mm-hmm. but a yield curve inversion is when the cost of near-term borrowing when the most common comparison is the two-year treasury to the ten-year treasury
1: so what kind of what kind of people get you know two-year treasury loans
0: Well, let's not look at it that way. Let's look at it this way as the treasuries are really an indication uh, of where the market's going, the bond market. Okay. Okay? So the Fed interest rate increases have a tendency to move the treasuries out because it changes the perspective on near-term versus long-term. And I'll get into why that's important in a minute. Okay. And because that happens, the 10-year treasury is the one that mortgage rates typically follow the most. Right. And right now, the 10-year treasury is still trailing below the two-year treasury. Mm -hmm. So the cost to borrow short-term is more than the cost to borrow long term, right? So think about that in the context of mortgage rates, mortgage rates which have crept up a significant amount in the last six to eight months, right? Are still nowhere near as expensive as they would be if they were trailing the two year treasury, right? So near term borrowing is still much more expensive. So inverted yield curve is typically when the cost, of the near term cost of borrowing, in this case, two year treasury, is higher than the long term cost of borrowing, in this case, the ten year treasury. So for perspective purposes, banks have their cost of fund tied to short-term rates. Cost of funds meaning what we get, what we pay you for deposits. Yes. What we're paying to get that money in the door. That that's our cost of funds. What right. we what are, it costs us to get and use, right? And their lending is tied to long-term rates. Mm-hmm. Therein lies the problem. If it costs us more to get rates in in the near term, right, and then we can get lending out for long-term, therein lies a the problem for banks because mm-hmm. the way banks make money, is that long-term loan yes. makes more money in interest than your short-term cost of funds? Exactly, and that difference is the net interest margin that banks make money on. All lenders, frankly, so what make
1: are money we on. what are we seeing now? Like four and a half? I'm we were talking about it previously, right? Four and a half percent on some deposit accounts.
0: I've seen as high as four and a half percent. I I don't say super close to it, but I think that's that's kind of where I've seen the high high end of the spectrum go. Yeah, uh, certainly in the mid threes to to fours, definitely. But I've right. seen as high as four and a half percent lately, and and that's. That's crazy because for banks to make money, you want at least a call it a two to three percent NIM. Yes. So you're talking six to seven percent rates just to make money, right? And that's the weighted average coupon across a portfolio. That's not just you make a loan for you know for Tommy and for Billy, and they're all like you know they're all different rates. Mm-hmm. So it has to be the average number that really makes the bank hold because their cost of funds are going to be something.
1: Exactly, especially if the sentiment that I think not only we preach that most people are preaching now is you know hoard your cash, save your cash. So I get it. You're still losing money because of inflation, but every other market, anywhere else you could dump it, there's so much uncertainty.
0: But not really. In this economy, the, the dollar is actually getting
1: stronger. It is getting stronger. So, in There's this economy, holding, holding
0: cash—this is a rare set of circumstances, a rare multi cocktail of shit—that's just happening. Yeah, we're holding cash is actually truly king right now.
1: Yeah, that, and that's where you want to be, so that you can position yourself to make moves. But so many people
0: are—that's counterintuitive. They're like, "Oh, I need to get, need to get interest on in something. I need to get interest on in mm-hmm. something." Bro, interest is messed up right now. Stop thinking about interest. Yeah, yeah. Start thinking about the the optimal business opportunities because for for banks, the the risk to lend and extend credit to households and businesses. Mm -hmm. Is because they can make more money in the long term than they can in the short term. Right. But that's all messed up right now. This inversion is throwing that all off. And Mm -hmm. now banks are going to pull back because if I can't lend enough loans out, Mm -hmm. get enough enough higher interest rate loans out to cover my cost of funds, that's not a profitable business model. Right. So banks are going to pull back and wait because they have a cost of funds they're going to try to keep down and loans are going to try to keep in their portfolio. Mm -hmm. And they're going to wait till rates stabilize a little bit. And then you're going to see some action pick up. But for people who need money. Yeah. Homes, businesses, whatever you're, whatever you're into, your needs are. Right. This is going to be a very interesting time because you're going to see banks pull back a
1: significant amount in their lending activity because there's this turmoil, this unrest. Not only that in the too, treasuries. With the, with the, where the rates are at, I don't know how many businesses are going to be investing and in trying to grow right now, right? Well, therein lies another problem, right? So with the rapid Fed interest rate increases and this widening gap in that interest margin,
0: mm-hmm. you can expect this pullback from lending until the net interest margin is more profitable. But that also means that the businesses now their costs of funds are going up, yes, right, yep, and their cost of, of everything that they do. We saw Pepsi increase prices, you know, seventeen percent, but they mm-hmm. had record returns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's only going to last so long for the consumers. Like, I can't spend that much, right? If the average inflation across the country for work at school and at I'm sorry, food at work and school, yeah, is ninety five point two percent. How long before people are like, you know what? I'm going to bring my own lunch. Exactly, yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. So the message from an inverted yield curve is that while interest rates are high at the present time, currently, in the future, economic growth will be slower and inflation lower. Mm -hmm. So if interest rates, so to to put this in perspective, um, the high interest rates right now will effectively slow interest rate growth in the future. Mm -hmm. And as that happens, the economy will pull back, inflation will pull back, and you'll start to see the yield curve come out. Right. But right now, it's very clear that the bond market has priced in a recession Yes. in the long term. Right. So that historically has generally generally taken a recession to fix. Mm. So the yield curve inversion is a typical prediction of a future recession as a result. Right. 12 to 18 months... Boom, recession. It's only,
1: it's only a matter of time.
0: Because effectively the market sees all the warning signs for recession, they're pricing it in, mm-hmm. the yield curve inverts, 12 to 18 months, recession, then the inversion, it comes out of the inversion and you wind up having a healthy market again. Yeah. And everybody who's been like, oh my God, we're going to have a soft landing, it's amazing, inflation is so transitory. Right. Well, the yield curve, inversion pretty much put that to rest right away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure there's a set of circumstances where you probably navigate that out, but I'm not aware of one.
1: Right. You know, and- People, people citing how like the labor market's still strong. Well, we already know that's a the longest lagging indicator, the, the laggiest the, lagging indicator, the, the laggiest of lagging indicators. Lag, lag, lag. Um, and how they keep saying how you know the consumer's resilient. That you know they're spending, but yeah, the consumer's resilient. Consumer's also so resilient. you seen the right. latest numbers out? Well, credit card debt's going up. The why are they re- yeah. they're, they're highest resi- of
0: all time, <laughs> baby.
1: Yeah, they're they they're still spending, but they're putting it on credit cards. I know debts are at all time high. I know. So I mean, it's I don't know, it's fucked up, man. And I look at some of the stuff that people are spending on too, and I'm like, yo, do you really need that? Yeah, Amazon's scaling back, but you feel good to spend. That's cool, right? Right. You know, everybody's raising prices, but it's cool. You can you can keep spending. I know and you and you already know we like we have talked about I think on the previous episode. Shelter's gonna stay where it's at. That makes up a third of the report. You know, those rent rents aren't coming down uh anytime soon. I don't think any at least not enough to where it makes a notable difference. Food and energy costs. Those are still going up. Can I miss some? Huh. I'm gonna miss something to you,
0: just you, nobody else. Nobody else. I'm actually surprised home prices haven't started coming down faster. Faster, really? This deceleration, yeah, has been painfully long. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm foaming at the mouth to be like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah, got it. And, and send an email to Dave Ramsey the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for like that clear.
1: Home values across the country. I mean, there's been certainly some think, big numbers. I think 2023 is when we're going to see it. I mean, that's when we initially predicted it, though. I know. I know. But I want it so bad now.
0: Yeah. Because so the article, the next one is uh, about U.S. Uh, home sales falling for the ninth straight month in October. Mm-hmm. Right. The volume of sales, not the actual dollar right. cost of right. homes. And I got in this article. I was, super, I, I was, still. Every time I see those articles come up, I'm like, OK, now's the time. Yeah. yeah I'm going to yeah, get yeah. it. I'm going to get it. Right. But it wasn't that way. But I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway because I, I think there's some value in this article. US, U.S. existing home sales fell for ninth, ninth straight month in October, the longest streak of declines on record. Mm. Just no big deal. NBD. Yeah, just nine months in a row. Not a big deal. The steepest mortgage rates in two decades in high home prices are keeping many buyers on the sidelines. That's an interesting quote that'll come back a little bit. I'll explain why. But effectively, home prices are only where the buyers are. And if mm. buyers are on the sidelines... Home prices have to come down because demand thought affordability, not demand. So what we're basically saying in that statement is it's not the, the, the demand is, is going away. Yes. The buyers are going on the sidelines. Right. Sales of previously owned homes declined 5.9% in October from the prior month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $4.43 million, the weakest rate since May of 2020. The National Association of Realtors said Friday, October sales fell 24, 28.4% from a year earlier. The biggest annual decline since February of 2008. Mm. Home sales have been declining each month since February. Right. The longest stretch since the National Association of Realtors began tracking this data in 1999. From their recent peak in January, existing home sales have dropped about 32%.
1: Yep. Yeah. Because, because it's one of two things, right? It's like, if they're going to sell their home, where are they going to go? Right. Because now you got to overpay Where are you going to buy Where are you going to buy You can't afford with, Overcook, undercook <laughs> oh, yeah exactly <laughs> Overcook, undercook
0: and You, you got you to gotta find a place to buy Where are you going to buy I, Not only that like First of all A lot of people aren't selling No Right But you know what pisses me off though. social media man What All these realtors Are talking like a big game Like they moving property They moving units But these realtors in the game Are having a hard time too I've seen a whole hell of a lot more Emails and text messages Lately from realtors Yeah A lot more spam coming through Are you getting really? it too Or is it just me no, no it's just you
1: what? Maybe it's coming through the landline, but we mute the landline. No, I don't. Get, I don't. This all comes my my phone. Mm. Who, who has a landline? We talked about this. I know. In every case, time bring in it case up, it's in, weird, in case of an emergency. What emergency? The oh, apocalypse. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you need a landline, bro. Is it by your bed? No, no. It's 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 by the. It's in the office. Okay, so you're gonna
0: run to the office, To make a phone call in an emergency. <laughs> what? I call bullshit. <laughs> What, what do you mean? What emergency are, are you going to have
1: the, the peace of mind? Not everyone, Everyone's trying to call. All the lines are busy. It's like, oh, you go, go straight to the landline. You get straight through. What? Yeah, it's, it, that's a thing. Okay,
0: maybe if you're at a rave or EDC or some <laughs> shit. but like, you're not, <laughs> There's not going
1: to be just a vast amount of people all of a sudden in your area. I'm going to research for you, and I'm going to send it to you. You'll see.
0: You don't have any research on this. You're going to go look for some shit to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is exactly some what the Democrats do com- when they write a letter some, to their own pals.
1: We'll get some confirmation bias. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's gonna be some Karen going.
1: I always had a phone in the house, just in case. You never
0: know what's gonna happen. I got nothing wrong with Karens. You should have a fax machine too, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Email might go down. You get that? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, you. I know where to go. I know where to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. You're the kind of guy who takes a photo of his driver's license and his passport and puts it in his bag. Yeah, just in case. I, just in case you lose your, your driver's no, license no, and passport. No.
1: I've never heard of that. That's, That's extreme. People do that. People no. literally take a
0: photo of their driver's license and their passport and then print it out and put it in their bag in case they lose their driver's license and passport. That's, that's, I'm like, no one's going to look at that just, and be like,
1: oh, that's who you are. Great, Kim. Hey, don't go lo- ahead. Just don't lose your passport or your driver's license. What are you, what are you doing? I
0: just don't want to get stuck in France. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know. And, and it's like, it's clear that no one's going to look at that and be like, okay, I know who you are. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Go Photoshop people. Right. Yet here we are. So I went down a whole rabbit hole with that information because I got really pissed off that I was seeing a bunch of people on social media flexing their sales still, talking about all the things they're doing. There's certainly a lot less rhetoric than there once was, but- there's a whole hell of a lot of spin. Mm-hmm. Whole hell of a lot of spin. According to Yahoo, MoneyWise, uh, they were actually rebroadcasted MoneyWise article 37% of real estate agents in the US could not afford to pay their rent in October. Mm. Another bad sign for the housing market. Here are three key takeaways for sellers right now. And basically, it was you own the real estate agent because they need money to pay their rent. Yeah. Uh, underbid is okay. Undercook, overcook. Right. And
1: uh, you don't have to waive any contingencies. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to do any of you know, that you anymore. That. Yeah. You know, and let's take a, a sidestep though for a second for realtors. I don't know. Yeah. No, no. no I don't want your sidestep. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't want your sidestep. You know what? It, I hate, because we know some realtors that this ha- has happened to, where so they What get, happened was. What happened was, when they get retraded after the realtor does all the work for them. Can we give these- A lot of work goes into what they do. Okay. Eh. It can. No, if you have a good one, it can, right? I would say the
0: it, work is not, being a realtor is not about selling a home very often. Mm-hmm. It's about arranging a transaction, a lot of time, coordinating details. Wait, a lot
1: of time goes into it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah Of course. And then, but we you know a lot, a lot of these guys, they get spoken, and, and girls get spoken down to, right? They don't, they don't get a lot of respect. I don't know, man. Some of, do. some of the higher end realtors, they talk down to everybody. Yeah, we're talking about higher end though. How many people are dealing with the higher end realtors? No, you know. Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> that's the Eric is coming out again. <laughs> you can't help yourself, can you? What are talking about? I was, I just it was hypothetical. That's I didn't like, say my name at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just being sarcastic, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I can't talk to you.
1: Yeah, but I hate, I hate, how they get retraded, though. They'll like do all the work for them. Be like, okay, now I want half of your commission. It's like, come that on. That doesn't happen a whole lot, bro. It, it happens though. Yeah, it happens from time
0: to time, but usually it's because something didn't go right. No. If you, would, if you did if you did everything right and you got to the end of a transaction someone said to you, I'd be like, no. yeah." And they said, okay, I'm going to walk. And you go, but if, okay. you're saying,
1: if you're saying 37 real estate agents can't afford to pay their rent, they're going to have to take that deal. They don't have a choice. I'm
0: saying 37%, not
1: 37%. Yeah, I say 37%. Are you watching
0: the same show I'm watching? Yeah, the same one. This yeah. one on the screen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying these guys aren't closing any transactions. I mean, we covered a while back that more than half
1: of active real estate agents haven't closed a deal in last year. No, it was a lot. It was way more than half. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like 800,000. Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up too because I was I was curious. In, in the article, it says the National Association of Realtors saw its membership rise to an all time high of one point five six million. Because everybody could crush it, I'm telling you, man. Some of the people that used to set, send me like like
0: direct mail campaigns, they were like pilots and and teachers and and lawyers and shit. I mean none of, none of them were actually like real estate agents full time. Well, hopefully they're not just doing it like to crush it. They're just you know brokering their own deal. No, no, they were trying to get other clients because they closed a couple of those deals and they eclipsed yeah. their salary in some cases. We talked, on what we, what we talked about
1: on the show that everyone should get their own real estate license.
0: Yeah, and, it, and you should be closing your own deals and you should be looking at your own stuff. And yeah. there's a tremendous amount of financial literacy and value in that. I totally agree. But yeah. you know, it, it, it's there they were all trying to jump in the business because it was just so easy. Mm-hmm. All you had to do is find somebody to sell a home. And most people, I think, this is what happened for most people. Hey, Johnny. Um, <laughs> You know, I wish. uh oh, I wish we knew a realtor because I would totally, I would totally use them because yeah. I don't know this guy. Yeah. And then Johnny goes, I'll, "I'll get a real estate license." Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just wait, and they yeah, go, "Okay, Johnny, I will wait for you, Johnny. It's real estate license three, has a deal." Yeah,
1: can you wait three months?
0: Yeah, I got it. That's exactly what happens. I'm, yeah.
1: I'm almost positive. That's how long it takes, probably on average, right? At least in California, because you have the, There's a time limit where you have to like stay in the classes for a certain number of days. I wouldn't even know, man. It's been so long. Yeah. Or the way it's, it's changed so long. How long? How old are you?
0: Come on, bro. <laughs> I've had step a, right into that. I've had a real estate license for 40 years. 24 years. Twenty-four years. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Twenty-four years. Wow. I could my my real estate license drink alcohol now. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, your
1: real estate license <laughs> can drink alcohol. Jesus.
0: Yeah, man. And, and this the other sad part is what this is some bullshit. And I've had a broker's license for I probably I'm to guess around twenty at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Um, but I'll walk into I'll walk into like open houses and stuff, or I'll talk to other realtors. Yeah. And realtors will have a tendency to look up your, like your past transactions, and I don't do a whole lot of transactions because it's just usually mine and my friends and everybody else. Right. Like I'm not actively looking for this stuff. And then I try to explain what I do for a living and who I am, and yeah. they always treat me like a piece of shit. What do you mean? They always big league me. Every How? single time. They always—they don't understand what I do. They they don't understand the banking. Wait, so what's the big league like? Give me an example. So I'll go to, I went to one, an open house, the last open house I went to, okay? Okay. You remember, you remember the story when I tell you the details. Okay. I was told it was going to be for private showings, give them all my financial information.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: So I did. Right. And then I get there and it's got literally an open house sign out front and neighbors are walking up. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck kind of racist shit is this? Like, why don't I have to give you my financial information? No, man, they just, because they're trying to vet out the, you know, every, everyone that was weak and say, if you were a serious buyer, you would send that stuff. Yeah, but then you put a sign out, over, uh, open the front saying anybody can come in and like anybody
0: walks in, but you requested my financial yeah. information. It that, just seems that's a, bad. That's a, you know, it's a bad first step. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. bad first step. You could just say, hey, look, if, if you're really interested in buying the house, this would help expedite your offer. Should you want to put one in? Stuff like that. I mean, they could, you could have characterized the communication a lot yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah be a little bit more professional so i walk in and this is a known couple that do this in the neighborhood and, and they're making a lot of money for sure i don't doubt it but he's totally slimy yeah. sales guy oh uh. right she's busy i didn't really get a chance to talk to her a whole lot but he's like oh what do you do man great like you know he's totally positive like yeah. you tell he's one of those guys like i don't need the bad the vibes bro like you know yeah. and i'm like okay so I, he's like hey man like what do you do i'm like oh I, I'm I'm an agent too, and I knew that he looked my shit up because I obviously sent it to him for myself. Right, my name, right. My name, he saw the email signature, or whatever. Exactly. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I saw that, I saw that. You know, he's like, but well, I see a lot of transactions when I look. At you. He just kind of to told me. Damn. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only I only do it for myself. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool, 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 man. Tell me you stalked me without telling me. You yeah, and and I'm like, but I'm I'm really in banking. This is what I do, and I explain the whole thing to him. And he's like, "Oh, that's great." He's like, "Uh, "Let me tell you about this real estate economy." He didn't understand anything you told him about yourself. Nothing. And then he he starts to go on telling about the real estate economy, and he's like literally quoting Dave Ramsey to me without telling me Dave Ramsey. He's he's like, "Oh, you got to buy now, man. Things are only going to go up." Yeah. He's like, "Real estate over time, it only goes." Let me tell you the last. He's like, "I've been in this for ten years, and every single year it's gone up." Yeah. And it's been an amazing ride. But I'll tell you that
1: over the last ten years, who'd have thought?
0: And the whole time I'm looking at it, I just, and I, I was just hearing like, it was Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go look at this room over here. And he follows me. So, like, tell me more about the economy. He was so happy to tell me. And then I'm like, okay, like, I'm gonna let him go. I let him go. Right. Did my thing. Some other, another couple walked in. He's like, oh, would you mind if I went and talked to him? I'm like, no, I would not. Yeah, yeah. And I swear to God, I walked by him a couple minutes later after let's check out the garage. And he's giving them the exact same shtick word for word. That's when the light bulb moment came on for me. Okay. When these people hear, These these social media sites and Dave Ramsey, and everybody else preaching this stuff, and they start spinning this rhetoric out there. You hear over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, they really do believe it, and they really do use it in their pitch. hundred percent. And they don't need everyone to buy it. They just need they need that buyer to buy it. They just need one person to buy it. And that's they're they're just trying to overcome objections. Yeah, someone's gonna fall for that, and that's that's the and it's the ultimate
0: plausible deniability. Hey, man, this is not my opinion. You know, go listen to Keeping Current Matters. Go listen to Dave Dave Ramsey, and you're like. That doesn't mean that they're an authority. Right. Since when did we equate being authority or educated in the market with the number of followers you have? Right. Or the number of influence you seem to get or how,
1: I don't know, how viral your stuff goes. It right. e- doesn't make you a celebrity. Everything these days. Unless from- your bad baby
0: make $50 million a year, in which case, good for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything these days from, I guess, you know, real estate agents to even, you know, run for president. It's a popularity contest.
0: I swear to God, I made a stupid ass mistake. Don't do this. So stupid. What? I looked up how old DeSantis is. Oh no. Republican candidate. How old is he? He's 44. Is he? Oh. He's two years older than me. <laughs> I'm like, what? How fucking old am I? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right, because he doesn't look that old. He, he, 44. And I'm I looked at him, I'm I'm like, this dude, uh, how how do you how do you look yourself in the mirror every single day? Yeah. are not even fifty and you dress like you're yeah. sixty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's ready for that AARP. Yeah, he's like you. Yeah, he's, he's the only like, guy I knew who was uh, ever,
1: like. Why does everyone say that about me? I
0: don't understand. Bro, you've been you've been ready for an AARP car since eighteen. I oh, know it. I've man. seen it.
1: I know. I've seen it. You I'm you've been to- happy. You're the only guy I know who's so happy to get old. I can't wait to tackle eighteen holes at like seven a.m. in the morning. Oh, it's gonna be great. That, I had no desire to do that. Why? Because you're not, it's know just like, you're not like, good, good at it. Something I'm not good at it. You're not, it. Not, not good, good at it. Come
0: for a drink. Let's be honest. Not. I don't try. That doesn't make me not good. I know. Some of us. I don't know Some that of that us I'm are good, g- good at these things. I'd have to be working, bro.
1: Come on. At 7 a.m., we could play around the golf, then go work. Unlike you, I'm dedicated like to Jordan. the show. Like Jordan. Because we
0: are not Michael Jordan. Yeah. But let's let's <laughs> we start are, We're there. the Michael
1: Jordan of podcasts. And how am I the arrogant one? Yeah. Because we're the Michael Jordan of no, podcasts. No, 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 no. no.
0: Sasha Baron Cohen, fine.
1: Yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan too much? That's a too, That's good, too much of a stretch?
0: No, I think Adam can say he's the Michael Jordan of the podcast. Oh, yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah, say yeah, that. Okay.
1: we We aspire to be. I want to be like Mike Okay, which might you have to clarify these days? It's very dangerous territory. <laughs> very, <laughs> it's dangerous, very dangerous right. territory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to the wrong mic, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this is not. <laughs> no, not no, good. no, 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 no. Let's get back to the show before Say gets us canceled. Yeah, San Francisco could lose up to two hundred million dollars in property tax revenue. Mm. This from the Instagram page, the real deal. The real deal. I saw it, caught my eye, and then the more I read, the more I was like,
1: "Wow, this is actually pretty impactful and not." Yeah, so break it down how how this could actually happen.
0: San Francisco's chief economist says that the city stands to lose between 100 and 200 million in tax revenue by 2028 as a result of record office vacancies. Mm -hmm. So, if you're working from home, you move away from the city, the whole tech sector, and San Francisco was certainly the mecca of the tech sector, all those people are laying off and spreading out. Yeah. What's another good way to close your costs down a little bit for 2023 and, and try to? Rain in that efficiency. Right. Well, you stop spending on lease space that you're not using. You sublease it or you try to find a way out of it. Right. Some of these some of
1: these tech buildings cost a lot of money. They do, right? And then if you if you are forced to sell them right at a lower price, then your taxes get reassessed. So
0: fueled by remote work and uncertainty in the tech industry, the city's office vacancy rate climbed to
1: twenty-five percent in September. Twenty-five percent. Damn that, and th- this is at a time when they're starting to ask people to come back, and could rise
0: to a worst case thirty one percent by the fourth quarter of twenty twenty three. I mean, we, we, I think it's probably gonna get there before then at the pace we're going currently.
1: I think, I think so too. And you, we saw this rhetoric coming down from employers saying we need people to start coming back, and then you know people at Twitter were like, "Nah, we ain't, we're not coming back." So <laughs> this number is gonna keep going up. Yeah, I, uh, man, it's tough. I, I get it. Look. I get. I, I.
0: actually, and we covered this in the last episode, but I actually like the idea of being back in the office
1: at least two to three days a week. I agree. Totally agree. I miss it. Do you really, though? I do. I mean, as as long as you still can keep the flexibility of dropping off the kids, picking up the kids, that kind of thing, right? But I feel like I have, you, you have that. responsibilities. You lose that at some point. Yeah. Because as, as soon as you say to somebody,
0: I'm in the office Tuesday... You know there's going to be some asshole who schedules a 9 o'clock meeting for you on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And they're going to
0: be like, well, was, is that a problem? And they're going to make you feel like the asshole for yeah, saying, well, yeah, that's a problem. I got to drop my kids off, get here. I'm going to live 45 minutes away. Like, you know. Right, exactly. It, they're always going to make you this. You, they're not going to be like, oh, oh, me, I get oh. here every day at
1: 8 or 7. Yeah, let me work around your schedule.
0: Yeah, I'll work around your, whatever yeah. you want, Your Royal right. Highness. I'll just right. sit here. And wait. Is there availability for you? Let's say obviously- between noon and 2.
1: <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. I know, it's tough. Man, I don't know. But this, this vacancy number is going to continue to go up. Well, according to Ted Egan, uh, their
0: economist, it will. But vacancies will eventually lead to plummeting. That's the word. That might be a little clickbaity. Mm-hmm. Commercial property values resulting in less tax revenue for the city, he warned, the city's board of supervisors. So he actually went in and was like, guys, you're fucking up. Yeah. And I would say that there's some California legislature, too, that's beyond just San Francisco, which has really driven a lot of people out, too. Uh but that's why Elon Musk and some of the position that he's taken and getting out plus it's getting really hard to insure properties here too for homeowners so there's a lot of reasons people are
1: exiting the states and there's a rising homeless population that's getting really really bad right I mean I have I have friends that you know have jobs that where they have to go inside the office and have been looking recently for employment at home and be they'll get through the entire interview process and literally at the end they'll be like so just to confirm, where do you live? And they'll say, oh, I live in California. Oh no, we have a hiring freeze in California.
0: We, yeah, just, we, just, yeah. we just don't hire
1: anyone from California right but now. There's
0: some new legislatures too, which makes uh, California difficult in general. Yeah. So in California, if you hire somebody here, you have to post the wage ranges now. Yep. And so, we're not the only
1: state that does that, but
0: no, we're not the only state that does it. But in California, and then we start to open up kind of Pandora's box. If you're a company, and you're choosing where your employees are. Right. You can try to avoid these states.
1: And there's also there's also all these insurance benefits too that they have to pay out for, right? That cost mm-hmm. the company a lot more. In money.
0: California, ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. Yeah. So you start going through this process, and, and California is a hard place to be an employer. Yeah. It's certainly a hard place. Plus, there's rules for damn near everything. Insurance costs are out out there. We switched a while ago to Blue Shield uh, Anthem Blue Shield.
1: Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, you have issues with it? I haven't had any issues with
0: every it. doctor I've been to, they're like, Oh yeah, we take blue Shield. Cro- oh no, blue shield anthem. Yeah, no. No,
1: not that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. it's gonna be out no. of pocket. Right. My wife had to go to the ER a while back, you know, for some you know, something that happened. Not a big deal. She was there for a couple of days though and yeah. you know, they checked on her, ran her numbers, she was good.
1: Yeah. 2800 dollars bill. God damn. Twenty eight hundred dollars. Insurance didn't cover it? I'm like, Did y'all give her like an Ivy gold? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Was there flakes in that? Yeah, exactly. Did you turn her into an Avenger? Like, like what happened? Was <laughs> there a surgery I don't know about? Yeah, exactly. She
0: laid in a shitty bed for three days, and y'all gave her water. Right, exactly. Like, how am I the asshole? Right, I took better care of her at home. I mean, that's a, For three days. That's crazy. That's Ritz-Carlton
1: pricing. That's insane, man.
0: That's probably a better vacation for her than it would have been the <laughs> yeah, yeah, some water with the Ritz.
1: I know. Speaking of which, was, you are going on vacation. Yeah, man. I'm... <laughs> Oh <laughs> why you got to go into that? I, I, oh, shit, <laughs> there's no good way to do this. Okay. No, there is. There is. So my
0: wife and my son have annual passes to Disneyland. We live maybe 10 minutes away from Disneyland. Right. They go there multiple times a month. Sometimes once, twice a week. Yeah. My son loves it. And as a kid, as he should, I'll never forget. So I, I had third degree burns as a kid. And I burned my right leg, my right hand, and they, t- they were going to try to take the skin off my back and put it on my hand. Wait, my what leg.
1: happened? I told you this story. No, did I, I take that on the I, podcast? I, no, I do not know the story. I thought we talked about this on the podcast. No, I thought we were friends. Oh, we're not friends. No, no okay. that's clear. This is, yeah, this is clear. a weird way for me to find out. You knew about this. No, not the, not the burn story.
0: Oh, okay. Well, when I was a kid, my mom used to always make me breakfast. Mom was going to school. Um, I think she was in nursing school at the time where she was in like she's going from LPN to RN or something like that. My dad would go out on these walks in the morning, uh, every morning. Right. And I was so used to my mom making me breakfast. One day, uh, she went to school, and I decided to make myself breakfast. So I turn on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a cartoon. Mm. Yeah, best. And uh, I'm wearing nylon pajamas, Kung Fu pajamas at that.
1: Man, so. bro. They had the level of detail in this, this is awesome. Well, because all this
0: comes back to, yeah. to be a problem. And uh, I don't know how to cook. Never pay. I never mean, paid. Later on, I got cooking lessons. Obviously, we need to know why. Um, but, so I filled the pan uh, with olive oil and threw some bacon in it. Mm, I was me, in third grade, man. You needed that bacon. I was in third grade. Damn. But I put olive oil in the pan. God damn. And um, I, I turn on the fire. I go back to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Before I know it, there's smoke everywhere in the house. Oh, no. I've been sitting there a little bit longer than I thought. And I turn around and go get the pan from the stove and dump it into the sink and put water on it. I'm lucky I never made it to the sink because if I did water on burning grease explodes.
1: Oh my God.
0: But I spilled it on my hand, on my leg. Seriously? On my knee and on wow. my leg. Wow. The problem with nylon pajamas are is it bonds to your skin with heat. No. So when I took my pajamas off, all the skin came Just off. Just
1: ripped the skin off.
0: And I was looking at bone on my right leg. Yikes. I mean, it It, it always it bad, right. And then a series of really stupid shit happened, happened afterward because my dad, you know, the Middle Eastern dude, he put Vaseline on everything. Oh. So I... Ran around the house in circles, just freaking out, like just full, full hysteria. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, right. So. Just doing something. And then I jumped in the shower, soaking wet with mm-hmm. Vaseline, putting Vaseline on my, on my the burns, right? <sighs> but Vaseline insulates burns and lets it continue to eat away at your skin and yeah, your tissue. Just gets worse. And I, you know, I'm in third grade at the time. Right. My dad comes home after my mom, and mom, so to this day, she can't tell me why she came home. She said she felt like she left something at home, but her book. She thought it was her books, but her books were literally right next to her in the, in the seat of the car. She came home. She, you know, she she got straight to work and like taking. She was a nurse. Yeah, straight to work and taking care of me. My dad came home and my dad was all sorts of just hysterical about it for obvious reasons. We went to three hospitals that day. The first hospital we went to was Fountain Valley Hospital, um, and they they put me in like a whirlpool, and you could just see the skin floating off my leg. But then they wouldn't treat me. Because they weren't a burn center, I went from hospital to hospital until we finally got to UCI Burn Center, and they treated me. Jeez! Jeez. And for people who have bad burns, it's not like you just recover.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You actually have to go through a process where, if they're not going to take skin off some parts of your body, put it there, and like suture it on to fill the gap. Yeah, they let it heal a little bit, and they scrub off all the skin in the 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 scab yeah yeah so that it causes your skin to to grow back in place and if you look at my hands most people don't notice if you look at my hands my right hand actually kind of always looks a little dirty that's because of the burn oh wow it's mean, so on my right leg I had a big scar you can you can see it if you want to look at my crotch for a little bit there you go right there <laughs> but um so after that like a, like a, after I got to like the hardest part of it I started going back to school and my mom picked me up one day and she took me to Disneyland like she just yeah, picked me up from school. Said we're not going to school. We're going to Disneyland. Just a treat, right? Yeah, it's a treat. So I've always got like a fond place in my heart for for Disneyland because my mom, of course, we didn't have a lot of money back then, and it was her way of like, yeah, kind of put the passes behind us. Let's move forward. Let's yeah, do something yeah. positive. And um, it's why I was a really reserved kid. I think from that point forward, who would have known I'd turn into an obnoxious asshole now? But so now, as you know, turning around on my dad. My son's his age. I want him to go all the time, yeah, do all the things yeah, you he can. Yeah, want, you want him to have that like, too. I don't want him to have, I want him to do all the things that I couldn't do and all the things that brought me a little bit of joy when I was a kid. Right. And I want him to do them all the time. Right. So now,
1: now fast forward to this trip. Uh, we're going to Disney World for eight days. Disney World. I've never even been to Disney never World. Never been there
0: myself. And my sister's going, it's her three kids. She's never going to listen to this podcast, so I don't have to worry about talking shit.
1: I didn't know they were going to. They're uh, going to, yeah. Oh, so, cool. so
0: her, she's the one who planned this. Oh, okay. But my sister's neurotic as fuck. What is that? Wait, so like she's how? got like every day planned down. To the, she planned the oh. rides, where they're gonna go, how they're gonna move. Like every every thirty <laughs> minutes is planned it's out. Planned out. Did she plan out your bathroom breaks, bro? I bet you she did. Yeah. I bet you she's got a calendar that's got that on there. And I bet you she's gonna get mad at me throwing her schedule off. Yeah. And then at first she's like, "Oh, we're gonna get matching shirts," and I'm like, "Okay, well I'm taller than most people, so you have to get custom shirts." She's like, "No, no, you're gonna fit in the tall." I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna fit in tall from the store, like, no, <laughs> right?" So somehow that morphed into, we have like eight days of matching shirts. Eight different shirts. Eight huh. different shirts. We all wear the same shirt every single day. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. You're, you're going to be this guy. I'm, I'm going to be this guy, but I'm not happy about it. No, no, you are. I've got you're so much. It, you're doing it for Carter. I've got so much anxiety on this trip, bro. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do everything I can
1: to, to de-stress from the anxiety. It's tough, man. It's to, eight days also, is too much. To be, it's too much. To be away for eight days away from work and to really like let go, and I don't even know if you can as an executive at the bank. No, no, I'll be on the phone the whole time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'll be on the phone the whole time. But there's too much
0: going on right now. Mm-hmm. But eight mm-hmm. days at Disney World, I mean, come on, man. Like, four. Fine. Great. Five. Push. Okay. Eight. Come on, man. Just shoot me now. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have a good oh, time, man. You can man. go to Epcot. You can go to the Magical Kingdom. I don't give a fuck where we're going. Like <laughs> Four days in, out. After that, We'll come back another time and see whatever you still want to see. You're gonna have a good time, man. Eight days. I can't wait. Can't wait for the Each stories. day's a layer in Dante's hell. <laughs> and, and, and this is good. Okay. So y'all wanna call me arrogant here. Yeah. Here's your opportunity. I like okay? I like I like Lisa and us, so I'm gonna refrain from any comments. Here, here's your here's your opportunity. And we're not staying in like a hotel where I I can go and get like top tier service and feel like rested at night and good. Mm-hmm. We're saying in gem pop in a hotel. It's not that great. General pop. Yeah, man. And I, I don't General like population. it. I don't want nothing to do with this gem <laughs> pop. The <laughs> well, only that... thing I'm missing is the orange jumpsuit in like chains. Oh, man. Come it's, on. It's just not. You're, man no... of the,
1: you're a man of the people.
0: Not these kind of people. <laughs> not these kind of people. I might as well be in a gulag with what's that NBA chick? <laughs> Brittany Griner. <laughs> it's terrible, man. <laughs> Just let me know which concentration camp you're gonna send me to to start like making dolls for Russian children. Come on, man. It ain't that bad. It's bad. It's it's not terrible. It's just not ideal. Right. Right. Yeah, I go on vacation, I wanna I wanna like relax a little bit. Right. I don't wanna walk around and my wife has literally bought socks so our
1: feet don't swell. Yeah, I'm like, this is not a fun thing. The, look, everyone's excited. Why are you taking away the fun from him? Uh, you, I haven't a, said this to anybody else. They said to you.
0: Yeah, No, no one else is like 18 no people. One, they're not going to listen to this. <laughs> like, By the time this show comes out, back. everybody's going to have a good time. Yeah. No one's going to be mad at me, unless I totally fuck that up, in which case everyone's going to be mad at me. Right, right. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, but it's just a lot, man. It's overwhelming. There's a lot what? going on in the office, and and I just, I need something positive. So let's talk about Disneyland, shall we? Let's go, if you're still here. If you're still here, my man Bobby Iger Mm. pulled the most gangster move I've ever seen in corporate America. Oh, this is so good. So he returns as Disney CEO, effectively, effective immediately.
1: Not in a year, not six months, not three weeks. Now. Yeah. Now right now. Do we know how long he was CEO for before he left? Uh, he was I, 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 long forgot, I forgot to look that up But yeah. the, probably the reason why You the listener like Disney is because of this guy
0: Yeah he did all the major transactions right. We'll get into that in a minute He's replacing Bob Chappick, uh after a brief Quote tumultuous tenure 11 months And uh, Bobby Chappick fucked up everything <laughs> he, he, he was not liked And he, here's the irony he was hand picked yeah. By Iger to be his successor
1: yeah. yeah exactly
0: hey Bob let the real Bob Take care of yeah, this Yeah, Two Bobs don't make a right yeah, exactly. Okay, so Iger who has held the CEO role for 15... Oh, mm. stupid. You didn't even the I mean, first I, line of the own thing in the... Damn it damn show notes, making us both look like assholes. <laughs> Iger, who held the CEO role for 15 years at Disney, had favored Chappic as, as his successor. The two ultimately had a falling out and their conflict cast a shadow over the company's future. Chappik distanced himself from Iger with a series of decisions, including his new approach to streaming prices for Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+. Mm. Iger is... A widely respected and liked figure at Disney. You oversaw the deals to acquire Pixar, Lucasfilms, and and his Star Wars properties, as well as Marvel, all of
1: which have become multi billion dollar intellectual property behemoths. Yeah, I feel like every other movie these days is like either a, a Marvel movie or a Pixar movie or a Star Wars movie. Outside of that, I don't know any other movies that come out. Well, you're ready for the fun stuff. I'll tell you this movie won't come out the Don't Say
0: Gay movie. Chapic, okay. meanwhile, Angered employees with his initial silence about the don't say gay law in Florida. Mm. I'm not even going to touch that. No, we're not going to leave Especially that Especially because I'm going to Florida. Leave so that, yeah. I'm just going to leave that alone. Leave that alone. Uh, where the company's Walt Disney World Resort is located. And then received blowback from Republican politicians such as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Mm. 44-year-old Missed bastard. It, yeah, Mr. 44 himself. For opposing it. Earlier this month, CNBC reported that Chappick had been in touch with Republican leaders in preparation for the GOP taking over the House. Chappick, mind you, you're the CEO of Disney. Yeah. You're playing politics? What are you doing? Come on, man. Come on, Bobby. Stick to Mickey. Chappick also was criticized for his handling of the uh, controversy over Scarlett Johansson's pay for her work in the Marvel movie Black Widow. That was also a huge issue—the disparity in pay that she got for that. But
1: compared to what other role stars and other least- other
0: people in in Marvel movies were getting paid as stars, so keep in mind the Avengers were all together and they split up into their independent movies. So yeah. what she got relative to some other people that were quote peers in the space was not good. Right. There was a whole bunch of social media blowback, and she was very vocal about it herself. Which kudos to her. That's 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 exactly what you need to do as an actress and an actor. And and frankly, a lot of people don't want that stigma attached to them, especially when you go up against someone like Disney. And so for these people to go out against Disney and take that risk in their career, it takes a lot of balls. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I got a lot of thoughts on this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Number one, 11 months later, he comes back in. And I I don't want this all to be like, uh, Chappick fucked up. He did. He fucked up every Friday. He made some bad decision making. Right. I do think that Iger, the idea of of retirement Mm -hmm. sounds a whole lot sexier until you do it.
1: Yeah, once you do, you're like, man, this is kind of boring.
0: There's some theories out there that they're bringing him in to possibly sell certain divisions off, like the ESPN or stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Um, but I truly believe this is because Chappie and him had a falling out. He didn't mm-hmm. feel the the loyalty to stay away. He could tell that he could handle things better. He has a better set of network, a better network than 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 Chappick did. And he even had to step in and comment on things like yeah. the, the Scarlett Johansson thing, right? But I believe that a lot of people that are these high level, high paid executives. They um, how do I say this? The idea of retirement is much nicer in theory than it is in practice and execution. Mm-hmm. It, we're humans; we're meant to work, right? This is why one of the many reasons why I love the idea of investment real estate because let's say you stop your job tomorrow,
1: right? You still manage your property.
0: Still manage your property. Yeah, you still have something to do, something to focus on, something to build, right? And then you can continue to leverage that to yeah to, to do something positive.
1: The idea of retiring and not doing anything is I don't, that seems very boring to me it would be nice to be able to retire and go do something and whatever it pays me great I Bro, enjoy I said, enjoy doing you this you can't wait
0: to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning play 18 holes and come
1: here and record a podcast yeah well this is working I'll be working it's, come on it's, meow it's a passion project Yeah, yeah but All I'll right. say one, th- one one thing Iger didn't like was your boy Jim Cramer came out today and was like oh I'm bullish on Disney with Iger back Oh, Oh, man, it just fucked everybody's day up. God damn it, Jim Cramer! <laughs> I know. You know. I'm bullish on Disney again. That was oh, bad news. Shit, <laughs> bad news. I'm so emotionally
0: conflicted about that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, fuck. Cramer <laughs> just fucked hey, it up for everybody.
1: Even a broken clock is right two times a day.
0: No, man, Cramer's never right. Never even, even, even he's never right. Uh, when it's supposed to be eleven, his clock will somehow turn the other way.
1: You know what, uh You know how much Iger's getting paid? No. How much? A two year deal. Two, year, de- two year deal. I I don't even know where to guess. It's just throw out a number. In order to bring his ass back out of retirement. Out of retirement. You gotta pay me. You gotta pay me good. Okay. And, I, and I know you need me. Okay. You well, need me to write the ship. I'll call it. What's write the ship money? 30 million a year. Wow, you an asshole. What? Uh, he's getting a million dollar a year in salary. Well, I was saying because your boy Jamie Diamond. Right? He gets paid. He gets paid somewhere near near and around there. Yeah, but come on, man. Bankers cool. get paid more. We know this. Come on, man. But <laughs> I mean, you're running Disney?
0: $26 million in comp a year in addition to his $1 million salary.
1: Boom. So Damn, That was a good guess. I mean, pat that was, myself on the back. That was a good guess. I think you saw the headline. I did not. I think you saw the headline. I did not. Why you got to steal the I, headlines? I base every, everybody off. Okay, where's Jamie at? And everyone else falls here. Yeah, well, sadly, the, the job at Disney of all fucking
0: places is now political. Yeah. The GOP getting involved, everybody else getting involved. It's political. So- a long, long time ago, you could look at Disney's executive team, mm-hmm. and they were all like good-looking people. <laughs> okay. They, they used to be referred to as the princes and princesses. Okay. Because they were all good-looking people. Okay.
1: What are you right. saying now? You got to be real careful, because now I'm, I'm going to go on there, I'm going to look, and now you're saying they're not good-looking. I'm going to ask nah, them, why are they not good-looking dude.
0: now? No, no, they're all older now, and they're much more tenured, mm. different, different thing. But years ago, that's the way it was at Disney. But it used to be that Disney World was like the hub of everything. Right. And that... L A was like this, you know, little tiny thing going on, but you know, they had that small park. It was it might have been the first park, but it was a small park. Right. And Orlando was everything: mm-hmm. huge facility, massive space, and then all this property that Iger bought. These are all movie franchises. Uh-huh. These are all L A based. Right. And then. Orlando took a back seat to everything and L.A. Wind, winds up being this popping off location and everything else they're doing in Orlando. So that's cute. Right. That's, that's cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep, <laughs> yeah, keep doing do that, that. That's cute. <laughs> but it wasn't bringing anywhere near the money the time. So right. it, it'll be interesting to see how all this pivots and where it goes from a political perspective and, and see where everybody's at.
1: But Iger is back, man. And I remember Disney had I a did, roaring good. Role. I remember a time when, when I was a kid in like, let's say a team won the Super Bowl. You know, the quarterback or the wide receiver. I'm going like, to Disneyland. No, they would say, I'm going to Disney World. Oh, Disney World's Disney and World? They, and then I remember, I vividly remember there was a point in time where it started to change where they said, I'm going to Disneyland. Disneyland was the original, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: They Disneyland. were
1: going to Disney World because maybe that was the popping thing. And then I don't remember Disney them saying Disney World. Out. I remember that. I don't remember them saying that. Yeah. You sure? Yeah.
0: You sure your mind's not just get distorted with the AARP card? <laughs> no, come on. I'm just I'm just saying. No.
1: You think Andy listens to our show? Andy? Yeah. Our barber? No, he does not. He doesn't, does he? He does not. But I've been asking him if he ever wants to come on the show. I'm trying to figure out the best tack to take with guests moving forward. Yeah. I feel like we
0: should have in-person guests, but at the same time, we record this late. How are we going to do that? How are we going to manage logistics?
1: Mm. Well, we could do an extra episode a week Um, for episodes we do interviews, or we can record those. On the weekend, during the day. Most people that we schedule stuff with, they don't want to record
0: on the weekend. They want to record in the week. Usually yeah. usually some time during business hours because they're at business hours and they consider this like a
1: business thing. Well, we'll have to schedule time to come and do it on my lunch. Unless we can seduce people to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if you come to the studio, we'll give you free alcohol. Yeah, exactly. And we'll give you an Uber right here and back. I don't know about that. Oh, you... Limited budget. Come on, man. This show is not brought
0: to you by Viore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I was listening to SmartLess on the way over here. Yeah. And my wife's been listening to SmartLess a lot. And I can tell because I get into her car and she's like halfway through an episode, or three quarters of the way through an episode. Yeah. Hasn't been our, our show in a long time, by the way. Oh, wow. That's a whole, that's a whole wow. top, hot topic right there we can just not yeah. touch for right now. But... um a lot, I got in the car tonight, and it was Smartless, and they had like six ads. Oh. I listened to every single one
1: like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. He <laughs> was, it. He didn't even skip it.
0: I was I was so, yeah, and last one, Viore, I'm like, god damn it. Yeah. Everybody's getting paid, except yeah. for us. Except for us. It's okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's not why we're doing it. No, but it, it'd be nice to it'd have be- <laughs> a little bit of you know confirmation.
1: Yeah, a little bit of confirmation. Like, you, well, know, we're getting you guys it, are assholes. We are, we are getting it, though. Assholes uh, that did, can did sell. We, we mentioned it on the podcast, right? What? Or top 1.5% one, 1. podcast? We
0: did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Just in case. You just like saying it again. was it? 1.5, right? Are you actively checking every single day
1: now to see if we're. I just want to make sure. It, I want to make sure that it didn't drop it back didn't go, to 2. Was, <laughs> to revert <it> back. <laughs> Wait, my bad. We made a mistake. Yeah. No, y'all ain't 1.5. You're 2%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this is how pathetic our life's gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing down that, that self implied recognition. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I got to go home and uh, get a couple hours sleep before I jump back into the car and drive
1: my fat ass to LAX with the wife and the boy. I hope you have a great trip, man. Thanks, man. And if I any am... of this information is dated to everyone, anyone, is we have now a five episode backlog. I have no idea. We yeah. won't
0: record a show again until the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Yes. So no uh, Wednesday. It was, it was no. It would be Thursday after Thanksgiving. The so. Thursday after Thanksgiving. So one week from Thanksgiving is when we actually record our next show. Right. Wow, so that's two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All well, right. that's a
0: week and a half. But yeah,
1: All right. Math ain't your skill. Man, I'll be back in the studio, though. Will you? Yeah. What
0: are you going to do while you're here?
1: Uh, mess around a little bit. We'll see. Maybe record an episode or two. That's not super ambiguous and weird. Yeah. Maybe surprise you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys. This might be our last
0: show. <laughs> if I come back and see a nude photo of you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well... We'll catch you in the next episode. Good night, everybody. Peace. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts.